Coming up on Lockdown Bearcats, the Bearcats were gashed by Alabama's running game in the Cotton Bowl. And while it does show a huge adjustment Cincinnati needs to make to its defense in 2022, it doesn't take away the fact that teams still need a great quarterback to win a national championship. Plus, how the Bearcats have changed how the city of Cincinnati is perceived on a national level. Then, more on the upcoming make-or-break week for the Bearcats men's basketball program this week. All that coming up on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. You are Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we thank you very much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. I'm Alex Frank, welcoming you to today's show. Happy Groundhog Day to each and every one of you. Hopefully this winter storm that's supposed to be making its way through the city of Cincinnati ends up not. But um, from what I've heard from Nine First Warning Chief Meteorologist, or Nine First Warning Meteorologist, excuse me, no disrespect to Steve Raleigh, he's the chief. And no disrespect to Jennifer Ketchmark, who does a fantastic job, but she has said this week that there is no chance that this winter storm is going to miss this the city of Cincinnati and the Tri-State. So <laughs> it could be pretty nasty out there. Anyway, um, by the way, what a great time of year this is. I mean, as I'm recording this, I had the TV on in my room. NFL Films is showing highlights from every one of Tom Brady's seven Super Bowl wins, and NFL Films is just the best. I, I mean, it, it is unbelievable the – the work, the shots they get, the cinematography of NFL films is unlike any other. Um, MLE Productions, NBA Entertainment, NHL, which I don't even know what NHL's main film group is called, but they're all great, don't get me wrong, but NFL films is just, I mean, Ed Sable and the Sables, Ed and Steve, just had this vision, and they just have executed it phenomenally. And hopefully the Bengals get their um, day in the sun with NFL films in 11 days. Anyway, back to Bearcats talk, which is what you're tuned in for and what I'm here to give you. So I was thinking about this. Um, Cincinnati's defense, like I mentioned, was gashed by Alabama's running game in the Cotton Bowl. 300 total yards of running, uh, rushing for Alabama. Wasn't good. Um, it, certainly wasn't ex- it certainly wasn't unexpected, though. And I think that is something that we need to realize because I think a lot of us maybe talked ourselves into thinking since Cincinnati had a chance to pull off the upset. But in reality, one thing I told you all going into the game was Nick Saban could completely change the game plan. No John Mechie. And with a month to prepare, a month to prepare, which I still can't stand. That's how the, the postseason works in college football. With a month to prepare, Nick Saban decided, okay, no John Mechie. I know Cincinnati's corners are the best in college football tandem-wise. We're just not going to um, we're just not going to throw the football. We're not going to go at Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant. We know that Cincinnati only plays three down defensive linemen. We're going to run the football straight at him. And they did. Give credit to Alabama's offensive line, which was fantastic. 
So that happened. And Alabama is unique in this case. I went back today and I looked at the previous 16 national champions in college football. And obviously Alabama's won six national championships. Clemson's won two. Florida has won two. Um, A handful of other programs. LSU has won two. But you look at the last 16 national championship winning quarterbacks. Mostly in the last six years. So go back to 2016. You go back to 2016. Deshaun Watson. Jalen Hurts. Trevor Lawrence. I'm not putting Tua in. Tua did not start that game for Alabama against Georgia in 2017. He came in as a replacement for Jalen Hurts at the start of the second half. And do not get me wrong, he performed really well. But Jalen Hurts started that game. He technically got the win. And by the way, in Tua's two full seasons as a starter, did not win a national championship. So we have Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, Stetson Bennett. What you'll notice there, and what I notice there is, and you can maybe make an asterisk by Mac Jones, maybe Stetson Bennett. I would argue Stetson Bennett is the reason why Georgia won the national championship. He was fantastic in the college football playoff. So those quarterbacks are the reasons why their teams won the national championship. Deshaun Watson, in two games against Nick Saban in the national championship, made him look foolish. Made Alabama's defense look foolish, like they did not belong on the same field. 406 in the first game. All right, Nick Saban will have something for him the second time around. <laughs> no. Deshaun Watson threw for 420 the second game. And won. Trevor Lawrence, 300-plus yards against Nick Saban's defense. Alabama's defense looked like a JV team that night. Joe Burrow threw for 442 yards in the national championship against Clemson's defense. Five touchdown passes, too. Jamar Chase had 223 receiving yards. Mac Jones and Stetson Bennett. I think Mac Jones threw for did he threw for 400. I think he threw for 400 yards in that national championship game. Anyway, those quarterbacks are the reasons why their teams won the national championship. Alabama is a unique program because, yes, they have gotten better at the quarterback position over the years. Tua was good. I'm not saying Tua wasn't a good quarterback. Tua was great. He was a first-round draft pick. He was a Heisman Trophy candidate in both years in which he was the full-time starter at Alabama. Mac Jones had a really good full season at Alabama. But think about this. Alabama still not a program where premier quarterbacks have come from. Like, think of Alabama's national championship winning quarterbacks and ask yourself, without even looking it up, where are they now? Where's Greg McElroy? He's an analyst for ESPN. I'll give him that. It's a pretty good gig. He did He did have a small NFL career. Greg McElroy. A.J. McCarron. Hell, before Joe Burrow, A.J. McCarron almost won the Bengals their first playoff game since 1990. A.J. McCarron, Jake Hooker, where is he nowadays? Jalen Hurts, he's a a full-time starter in the NFL. He's taking the Eagles to the playoffs. I'll give him that. I like what I've seen from him. Tua Tagovailoa, 
full-time starter in the NFL. Not really sure if he's going to end up having a successful career. There's some things he does well, but there's also some things he does not do well or does not do at all. And then Mac Jones, who had a really good rookie season, took the Patriots to the playoffs. Didn't play that badly, I thought, in the wildcard game. They lost by 30 against Buffalo. Buffalo's offense was just perfect that night. So, Alabama is not, has not won national championships because of their quarterbacks. They've won national championships off of running game and their defense. I would put an asterisk by Mac Jones and say that Alabama won a national championship. Colin Coward brought up this point, and I do agree with him. Colin Coward said that, the re, that Alabama won a national championship with Mac Jones, a quarterback. Najee Harris was a big reason why they won. Devontae Smith won the Heisman Trophy over Mac Jones. In an era where quarterbacks win Heisman trophies, a wide receiver, not to mention a wide receiver on the same team as a quarterback up for the Heisman Trophy, won it over him. Let that tell you something. The best player, the winner of the most prestigious award, prestigious award in college football went to a wide receiver who plays on the same team as a quarterback who was up for the Heisman. If Devontae Smith was not at Alabama in 2020, Mac Jones probably doesn't have the season he had. Same same with Jalen Waddle. Now, Jalen Waddle did miss half the season. I will give Mac Jones that. But it helps when you have... It helps when you have Devontae Smith to throw to and Najee Harris to hand off to and a defense that was ridiculously good. Let's be honest about something. Cincinnati does need to make an adjustment to prevent teams from gashing them with their ground game. Tulsa did it. Alabama did it. You can't play three down, just three down linemen. It's not going to work. Alabama is still good enough to win national championships, even as their quarterbacks, you know, Bryce Young is a really good quarterback. I'm not going to to deny that. But Alabama hasn't had... You know, outside of Tua, maybe Mac Jones, and Bryce Young, a great quarterback. Alabama can still win national championships off of running game and the defense, off rushing, running the football and playing defense. And because of that, UC still needs to make that adjustment. If if, if UC is now a top 10 program, and if they're going to be playoff perennials, that might be a stretch, but still, if they're ever gonna, if they're ever going to go back, they're probably going to run in Alabama. They have to go four down linemen. Give yourself the best opportunity to stop the run and let your playmakers then make plays. Darian Beavers, Joel DeBlanco, Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant. If you see it had four down linemen in that game, it might have turned out differently. But still, still, great quarterbacks are the ones who win national championships. It used to be you could get by with a quarterback such as Matt Flynn at LSU, um, Greg McElroy, as I mentioned, A.J. McCarron twice, Jake Cooker, Jalen Hurts. Used to be that way. Not anymore. And Alabama may realize that, but Cincinnati still, because they're because Alabama can still win their way, they have to be able to stop the run. That's the one critical adjustment they're going to have to make this upcoming season. Four down linemen. Three, 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 five worked for a while. It was different. It was successful. 
but teams have caught on to it, especially Alabama. With the greatest coach in college football history, potentially, you knew he was going to exploit that. It doesn't take away my belief that great quarterbacks are required for teams to win national championships. But because Alabama is still winning with it, a running game, and if UC ever runs into them again, if Cincinnati ever runs into them again in a playoff, they need to go four down linemen. And they should go four down linemen regardless, especially when they get to the Big 12. And going to the Big 12 is one is one thing that has changed the perception of how Cincinnati is perceived on a national level. And there's other things, too. We'll get to that next here on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, I got to mention again that it is the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. Even though we're already in one month of 2022, you can still make your New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Mm. Built Bars only contain 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar and net carbs each, and 17 grams of protein. So here's an idea. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bar, so when you're craving a snack or treat, maybe during your Super Bowl party, maybe during if you're snowed in watching the Bearcats t- uh, tomorrow night or Sunday, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, <laughs> and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, thank you again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Alex Frank here with you on Groundhog Day. Um, So the Bearcats are going to the Big 12. By the way, I mentioned this on Tuesday's show. The atmospheres in the Big 12. So I'm watching Kansas play Iowa State. By the way, here's how good the Big 12 is. Iowa State has six losses. All of them in Big 12 play. And yet they came into the game Tuesday night, yesterday, last night, whatever it's called, ranked 20th in the country. That's how good the Big 12 is. And so I'm watching Kansas take on Iowa State. Kansas, by the way, dropped to number 10 in the AP Top 25, if you didn't know that already. Uh, maybe you don't check the AP Top 25. I don't know, but I'm sure you do. I'm, I'm just, whatever. Anyway, so I'm watching that game. It's being played at Iowa State, Hilton Coliseum, and I'm just, I'm listening to the crowd. I'm seeing how into it they are, and I'm like, that's what I can't wait for UC to join the Big 12. No longer are you going to go on the road and have half-filled crowds, arenas, or football stadiums. No longer are you going to have those 11, 11 a.m. start times at Tulane where the stadium's half full and probably some that are there don't even care about the game and are there for a social experiment, for the social aspect of it. That's not what the Big 12 is. You won't get that. So Cincinnati, I was thinking about this because there was an article that 
profiled or ranked the you know worst or worst sports cities in America. And Cincinnati was on there. And this was many years back. I think it might have been 2014, 15, something like that. It might have been 2013 before because I think Seattle was number 1 and Seattle then won the Super Bowl. But Cincinnati was on that list. That perception has now changed because how did you perceive Cincinnati sports? I heard someone once on either 1530 or 700 WLW say Cincinnati sports, eh, they're good, but when they get to the big moment, they shrink. Fair enough. That that was Bearcats basketball in the last nine years under Mick Cronin in a nutshell. And then my former co-host at Bearcats Media, Zach Freeze, would always tell me on our on sports any way you wanted on our show. He just says, I just think we're bad. And it wasn't, you know, I, I couldn't dismiss that because at the time the Bengals weren't very good. The Reds weren't all that good either. Bearcats football had just had, you know, their first 10 win season since I believe 2014. Yeah, since 2014. And Bearcats basketball was probably the most successful team in the city. If we're if we're excluding, because when you mention Cincinnati sports, of course you have to include that other team in Cincinnati and FC Cincinnati, which don't even get me started on them. Yeah, they're they're not doing too well. Um, no offense to them, but strictly with Bearcats football, men's basketball, and then the Bengals and Reds, Bearcats basketball was was the most successful team at that time. And all they were doing was just getting to the first weekend of the NCAA tournament and not doing it, you know, not moving, advancing. That's what made 2018 so devastating because there wasn't much to get excited about. Heck, I remember this was before John Brandon's first season. I remember Jay Morrison, who covers the Bengals for The Athletic. Great guy, great writer. Um, tweeted that Jaron Cumberland is the only thing, is the only thing that, people in Cincinnati have to be excited about right now. And he was, he was right. But as Bearcats football has proven that what they did in 2018 was not a fluke. When you're the hunters, sometimes it's, e- sometimes it's easier to catch success. But when you're the hunted, it's difficult. That's why sustaining yourself as a top 10 program is going to be a big challenge for Luke Fickle. I think he's up for it. And I do think the Bearcats will succeed in that challenge. But when Cincinnati was not the hunt was not the hunted, the Bearcats were able to establish themselves as a consistent winning program, and it ultimately culminated with a college football playoff berth this year. Now, that that enhances recruiting players in the state, the tri-state. They will want to come and play for Cincinnati now. When they are being recruited, it's not just that they're going to get an offer from Ohio State. They are now going to seriously consider Cincinnati with Ohio State. Times have changed. You look at the Bengals, and now they've changed the national perception surrounding them. Well, they can't win the big game. Well, they can't beat the Steelers. Or they, you know, quarterbacks go to die there. No, they don't. Cincinnati is now a city that has a Football team that made the college football playoff and an NFL team who's playing in the Super Bowl in 11 days. That's a far cry from where this city was two years ago. 
because yes, there were some good, there were good seasons from some good teams in this city. Bearcats men's basketball made the NCAA tournament nine straight years. Those were some pretty good teams. 2018, that team should have gone to the final four, I think, I feel. They lost in the second round. The Bengals had some the Bengals made the playoffs five straight years. Lost in the wild card round all five times. The Reds have had some good teams over the years. In 2010 through 2013, they made the playoffs three times. Not once did they advance in the postseason. Bearcats football went to back-to-back BCS bowl games. Won back-to-back Big East championships in 2011 and 2012. Won a tri-American Athletic Conference championship in 2014. Have won the previous two conference championships. Only recently has this city seen on a national stage, this city win. That was Cincinnati winning in Notre Dame. It was winning the conference championship. It was playing in the college football playoff. For the Bengals, it was winning on Thursday Night Football in Week 4. Then it was beating Kansas City, beating Pittsburgh and Baltimore twice each, and now winning three games in the playoffs, all three games, standalone games on national television. This city is now becoming a place where players are going to want to come to play when they're being recruited and sign as a free agent if, in the case of the Bengals. That's what this city is becoming. And you have to love that. If you're living in, in the city of Cincinnati right now, football season is going to be fun for the next 10, 15 years. I am very confident saying that. Because you have... Bearcats football has now been to the college football playoff. That now gives you the thought of they can go back and maybe they can compete for a national championship. Once you accomplish something, Paul Brown said it best, winning makes believers in us all. Once you win a berth into the college football playoff, now you know it's possible. Once you win a trip to the Super Bowl, you know it's possible. And if you win the Super Bowl, oh, That opens up a whole new door of possibilities. This city is becoming, this city is no longer boring or overlooked or an afterthought. This is now a city that has a college football playoff program and a Super Bowl NFL franchise. Super Bowl caliber. They haven't won one yet, but they're Super Bowl caliber. You got to love that. And not only if you're a player being recruited, if if you're if you're if you're when you're making your decision about where to further your education, I made my decision to go to the University of Cincinnati based on the basketball program because I knew it was successful. I wanted to be at a school that had a good college basketball program, and my first two years should have been three. They made the NCAA tournament. And it's fun when when you're a fan of a team and it's your school, you are that much more invested. But when you're making that decision to further your education, yeah, you're going to, okay, I can go to school in a city at a school that has been in the college football playoff, has a very passionate fan base, just spent millions of dollars upgrading their facilities. And see, that's another thing too. Spending money. The Bearcats spend money on renovating Fifth Third Arena and Nippert Stadium 
The Bengals spend money in free agency the last two years, and look what those and look what they have gotten off of those. Pay dividends. Fans, fans show up at Fifth Third Arena. They show up at Nippert Stadium. The Bengals have are in the Super Bowl now, one year after winning four games because of some great free agent signings and some great draft picks. When you're willing to go all out in all areas, spend money, be aggressive. Winning can come, and it changes the perception of a city. When you're deciding where you want to go to school, you want to go to a school at a, at a campus with beautiful facilities you can go to games at and watch a successful program take the field both in football and men's basketball. More on that in a minute. And you can also be in a city when, you know, college football is on Saturdays. And then Sundays, oh, I've got a team that just went to the Super Bowl I can root for. Heck, when I was in school at UC, I got season tickets to the Bengals. That's what this city's become now. It's no longer overlooked or an afterthought. No. It's cool to be a Cincinnati sports fan right now. It's cool to be a Bearcats fan, student, alum, whatever. It's cool to be a Bengals fan. And because the Bearcats have now been in the college football playoff, they have now changed the perception that this is a city that can compete on a national level. I've heard Mark Twain said it, and Zach taught me this quote, uh, Mark Twain, when the world ends, I want to be in Cincinnati because it's always 20 years behind the times. And yes, this city does have an old school feel to it. But what the Bearcats accomplished going to the college football playoff might fully, it's ushered in a new era. Joe Burrow and the Bengals going to the Super Bowl and, you know, just completely eradicating old narratives. It's ushered them into the present too. And with the advent of social media, yeah. Times have changed for the good in this city. I want to let alone there. Uh, when we come back, a, a brief look ahead and some thoughts I have uh, leading up to a huge week for Bearcats men's basketball, make or break week. And uh, my good friend and colleague, Justin Williams at The Athletic, believes. But first, I got to tell you about betonline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. And once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Alex Frank back here with you. Massive, massive week for Bearcats men's basketball coming up. Sorry, I'm shaking the camera there Um, before doing that. So we'll have more tomorrow for the Memphis game. That's a huge game. And I know there's bigger fish to fry potentially with Houston coming in on Sunday, them being number six in the country. but Take care of business against Memphis. That's a team you should beat. Even though I think Memphis is a bad matchup. More on that tomorrow. So, Justin Williams, my good friend of the Athletic, always does a phenomenal job of just, you know, taking the temperature of the fan base. You know, he writes to the fan base. He gets it. He's well-connected. 
very much in the know, knows what's going on, knows what's knows what to say. So um Justin said Justin came out with a story yesterday, and he started by saying this, and I quote The Cincinnati Bearcats have enough talent and ability to hang with and beat just about any team in college basketball. We saw that back in November with a 20-point neutral floor drubbing of Illinois, a team currently ranked in the top 15 in the net. That's the good. The Bearcats are also volatile and inconsistent enough to lose any game, as evidenced by a home loss to Monmouth just days after the Illinois upset or Cincinnati blowing a pair of second-half double-digit leads against Temple in East Carolina last week, losing a heartbreaker to the Owls and narrowly escaping with a one-point win over the Pirates. Could not have encapsulated that any time any better. This Bearcats team is fun, and I, I thought that through the first five games of the season because they, they remember they started with four games at home to start the season, and I didn't know what to expect. I was just like, okay, just be competitive this season, and they were. They looked really good against Georgia. They won their first four games. They overcame a double-digit deficit early against Illinois, one by twenty. They competed against Arkansas. That was a phenomenal game. I came away feeling really good about that game, really good about that, this team after that game. But then it's just been two steps forward, one step back. You win three straight games, and you should have beaten Temple, and then you blow a 12-point halftime lead. You almost blow a nine-point halftime lead against DCU. That stuff can't happen. And... I, this team is fun because there are there's a lot of likable players, Davenport, Saunders, David Julius. But you just wonder. We, we I, I used we use this term a lot in sports: house money. The Bearcats are playing this season with house money, and that might be true to a degree. But yeah, they're fun to watch, and yeah, they've maybe exceeded your expectations, my expectations. But what could have been had they not struggled in the first half mightily against Tulane? Had they not lost to Monmouth, had they not blown that lead against Temple, where would they be right now? Well, I just gave you three games. Temple, Monmouth, and Tulane. You win those three games, you're 18-3. and three. You're 7-1 and one in conference play, and you're probably a projected team in the field of 68. Right now, Cincinnati is bubble talk probably in a position where they're going to have to win the conference tournament to get in. But I do just wonder, for as fun as this team is and for as good as they've been, you know, they could be better. You know, even with no expectations, you do have to wonder that. If they had beaten Temple. So, I I, I mentioned the good and the bad. And that's what makes this week so important. And Justin says it best with Memphis and Houston. And I quote, The results of both games have the potential to shape and dictate the rest of the schedule with 11 games left in the regular season. I agree. Win both. And and he mentions that Memphis is currently a quad two. Important game tomorrow night. Houston a quad one. Clearly, they're number six in the country. And the Bearcats are securely on the bubble, if not on the verge of sneaking into the projected field. Lose both, and the bubble talk is likely done with a run through the AAC tournament, the only viable path to March Madness. That is correct. 
spot on. Of course, if Cincinnati splits the two, the team likely will persist in that same bubble purgatory for a little bit longer. And I do think the Bearcats are going to split at best. I don't think they're beating Houston. I mean, Houston's really good. I do think I do think they can beat Memphis and should. They should have beaten Memphis the last time back on January 9th. 87-80. If the Bearcats can make it their kind of game, you know, limit Memphis to around 70 points, 60 points. Wes Miller said if you hold an opponent under 60, your chances of winning are exponentially better. In essence, he didn't say that specifically, but I'm saying that. It is. Mick Cronin's teams would win a lot of games holding opponents under 60 points. Even if they didn't get to 60 points, they'd still win. So, it's a situation where the Bearcats have to split. And I read a comment off of this article that says they have to be Houston at home. And they probably do. They're not winning at Houston. I don't think. But it's going to be just as much of a a challenge to be Houston at home as opposed to on the road or as it is on the road. It's not going to be easy. And I know they have to be Houston. If they win both games this week, get to 17-6 and and 7-3 and in conference play, then okay, we can maybe talk NCAA tournament. That's a tall task. I mean, it really is. Great that both games are at home. Hopefully the weather will allow those to happen. Um, so, yes, you if you win both games, you increase your margin of error. But had you taken care of business earlier, you wouldn't have felt so much pressure this week. And that might be part of the growth process. You know, I talked about, I, I mentioned this with the Bengals this season. If they had won, one thing I was happy about was they were winning so many games early on that they had given themselves a cushion to be able to, you know, weather the storm of a two-game losing streak and not have that derail their season. And part of the growth process is understanding, hey, there are games we have to win so we don't have to feel so much pressure when we face different competition like the the, the Bearcats are going to face this week with Memphis and Houston. A Memphis preview tomorrow. I I always get pumped up for Bearcats and Memphis. It's a rivalry going back to... Uh, I mean, way back, the the early 90s when the Bearcats beat Memphis four times in one season. There have been some close games between the two teams over the years recently, and maybe another good one in the cards Thursday night from Fifth Third Arena. Um, That is going to do it for us, or or me rather. It's not us. I'm the host and, in essence, the producer of the show. Uh, That's all I got for today's show. Back tomorrow with a preview, like I mentioned, of the Bearcats tilt with the Memphis Tigers. As always, as you see, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can also follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, and email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Thank you again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Now stay tuned to make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Lockdown Bets. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great rest of your day for Lockdown Bearcats. I'm Alex Frank. Stay safe uh, with the impending inclement weather. Stay healthy, of course. Stay positive. Test negative. 
and I'll be back to talk to you all tomorrow.